How do we honor God? Good morning, and thank you for joining us. We are truly grateful to have this time and opportunity to study with you. We take our text this morning from the book of Malachi. In chapter 1, verse number 6, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name? And you say, Wherein have we despised thy name? How do we honor God? We read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall fear every man his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Turn ye not unto idols, nor make to yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God. So we continue to see the same phrases used over and over. In the New Testament, in Philippians chapter 2, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, speaking of Christ, and given him a name which is above every name. And in verse 10, That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but how now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. A tremendous amount of depth in the verses that we have read this morning, it referencing not just God Almighty, but we've heard the word Lord. We've heard how Jesus Christ was made Lord via the glory of God and the Father. And the challenge that was put forward to work out our own salvation with respect and holiness and fear and trembling reflecting back on the glory of our God. We turn to Acts chapter 2 in the sermon that was on the first day of Pentecost. Ye men of Israel, verse 22 says, Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man they all knew, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. Christ, when he was here, walked about, signifying that he was a son of God, not just by voice, not just by word, but through miraculous events, through supernatural events. This Jesus of Nazareth, which God did by him in the middle of you, as you yourselves also know. They were disputing that Jesus was the king, that Jesus was a son of God, but they could not dispute what had happened right in front of their very eyes. 
in verse 23. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken. Who? Jesus of Nazareth. Who? Jesus, the Son of God. Who? Jesus, the man approved of God through the performance of supernatural events. That who? Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Therefore, or in conclusion, let all of the house of Israel know assuredly, without question, that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Lord. Lord, by definition, is supreme in authority. You don't go higher than that. The owner, one who has complete control over the person or perhaps the master. Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Anointed One, Savior of the world, appointed. This same Jesus of Nazareth. This same Jesus that had walked among you and performed miracles to signify that he was approved by God. This same Jesus whom upon at least two occasions God spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And in one instance they were told, hear ye him. This Jesus. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 22, Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Some versions say too religious. For I passed by and beheld your devotions, and I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship. Him I declare unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord supreme authority, owner, controller, master. Seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he have need of anything. Seeth he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And hath, determined the t- and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might fill after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live, in him we move, and have our very being, as certain also of your poets have said, for we are also his offspring." For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the God has likened to gold or to silver or stone or graven by art or man's device. Was he referencing? All those idols. Even to the point they were so superstitious they didn't want to offend any of the gods, so they created an altar to a God that had not been named, just to be sure they appeased them all. At the times of this ignorance, God winked at. He overlooked. He allowed it to slide. He allowed it to take place to where there was a time when people did such things, they were punished. They were struck dead. 
at times of this ignorance, God overlooked. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Why? Acts 17.31. Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised that man from the dead. What did he say? At the times God winked at, but now commands all men to repent. Turn from your evil and turn to the Messiah. Turn to that supreme authority, the owner, that person that has the final word, that person that has control, the Messiah, God's only begotten Son, the anointed one, the man he hath ordained, the man by whom he will judge the world in what? Righteousness. How is that righteousness established? By the Messiah, by the Lord. To give honor is somewhat of a foreign concept in much of our thinking. The word honor simply means in original language, weight, and that it gives the concept of the old, the old uh, uh, idea of the balance scales, and that one side is heavier than the other. In the original language, it simply means weightier, to give a greater value. The word picture is that scale or balance, that one side is heavier than the other. The psalmist wrote, O man, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? God's honor turned into shame, ignoring him as the Messiah, ignoring him as the Lord. John tells us that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which has sent him. And our question in the beginning was, how do we honor God? Matthew chapter 15 brings out, ye hypocrites. Oh, there's a word. You hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, these people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, emptiness. In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Teaching as book, chapter, and verse things that they dreamt up. Teaching as book, chapter, and verse things that they want, and in many instances that go against what I want, the Supreme, the Messiah, the Master, the one that is in charge, the one that has a, a weightier opinion in this matter. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 6, just prior to what we read, they honor not his father or mother shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ignoring the Messiah, ignoring the person they call Lord, the person they call Master, the person they call God, ignoring, not honoring God, and doing things through their own tradition. Looking at the religious world today, honoring God or honoring man? We talked about slipping last week, which comes from our selfish desires and ignoring God's will. 
Look at how honoring God has changed in just the past few years. The pulpit has been replaced by a stage. Where is the honor to our Messiah, our King, our Lord, the one to whom the weightier balance applies? Much of what we have going on in religion today is for man. It is for the benefit of man. It is what man wants, as we talked about. Uh, we read just a few moments ago, speaking to us smooth words. In 1 Peter, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people called out for God's own purpose, that you should show forth praises of him that hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but now you are, that have attained, not attained mercy, but now you have. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust that war against the soul, having your conversation, your life honest among the Gentiles, where they speak against you as evildoers, that may by your good works they shall behold and glorify God. Our honoring God cannot just be what we say. It has to be through our actions. Our actions cannot go in a different direction than our mouth. Our mouth cannot go in a different direction than our actions. When we glorify God, we honor Him. We honor Him by respecting Him. We respect Him by following Him as rule, as a king, and a supreme being. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again to a lively hope by the resurrection, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, that is reserved in heaven for you. 1 Peter 1. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold, perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. How do we honor God? Christ asked the following question in Luke chapter 6. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Their friends is our answer. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.